At this time, let's turn into our Bibles to Daniel. Daniel chapter 2. And to give honor to the Lord and to His Holy Word, if you're able, we'll stand as we read together from Daniel 2, starting at verse 19. A glorious passage concerning worship that Daniel gives to God and also a witness to Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel 2.19 Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel said, Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever, for wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. For you have given me wisdom and power. Even now you have made known to me what we requested of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and spoke to him as follows. Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me into the king's presence, and I will declare the interpretation to the king. Then Arioch hurriedly brought Daniel into the king's presence and spoke to him as follows. I have found a man among the exiles of Judah who can make the interpretation known to the king. The king said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I dreamed, which I had seen, and its interpretation? Daniel answered before the king and said, As for the mystery about which the king has inquired, neither wise men, conjurers, magicians, nor diviners are able to declare it to the king. However, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries and has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the latter days. This was your dream and the visions in your mind while you, while you were on your bed. As for you, O king, while on your bed, your thoughts turned to what will take place in the future. And he who reveals mysteries has made known to you what will take place. But as for me, this mystery has not been revealed to me for any wisdom residing in me more than in any other living man, but for the purpose of making the interpretation known to the king, that you may understand the thoughts of your mind. Let's pray. Our glorious Lord, help us to receive and believe this wonderful revelation of praise and witness that you have given to us through Daniel, your prophet. For we ask these things in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. There are times where God gives you opportunity to witness to others, but sometimes we don't take advantage of that. And I have to say that even for some very good opportunities that I was given, I didn't take advantage of them. Um, 
In other words, God gives you an open door. And sometimes people even ask a question that's a lead-in for you to say something in particular that would be a good promotion for the holy gospel, something that God could use for their salvation. But notice Daniel was one in his wisdom who did not miss his opportunity. Rather than just giving the interpretation to King Nebuchadnezzar, he gave a witness of who God is and what he does, that Nebuchadnezzar should give praise to the God of heaven because he is the one who reveals. So we'll look a little bit more at that. But some of the prior context is that the reason that we even have this book in the first place is a matter of discipline, that God judged his people and brought them into captivity. God took Judah captive, and among those in Judah, it was foretold to King Hezekiah that some of the young men, even from his own line, physical body, would be placed in to the service of the king of Babylon. And the fulfillment of that is in Daniel, who was of a royal line, but also uh, three young men as well. Um, their names are Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And they had their names, along with Daniel, changed. Daniel was, had his name changed to Belteshazzar, and these young men were, had their names changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they were trained to serve in the courts of the king. Now, the reason that they had such close access to the king was because they were ten times better than the wise men of Babylon. But a little bit more context, I want us to then look at chapter 2. King Nebuchadnezzar has a very significant dream, and he wants interpretation. He asks his wise men, the Chaldeans, the, uh, the sorcerers, and the other wise men of Babylon, and they cannot interpret. Or they say they want to interpret, but he doesn't trust them. He goes on and says, before you interpret the dream... First, I want you to tell me what it was that I dreamed. Once you tell me what it was I dreamed, then give me the interpretation. Well, the threat was also this. If you don't give me the right interpretation, if you don't grant me this interpretation, I'm going to destroy all of you and make your houses a a heap of ruins. Well, oh, king, we can't do that. We're not able. You've asked something that we can't do. And then Daniel, when they're preparing, and and this man here who is mentioned in today's text, uh, this uh, man who is the the chief of the guard, uh, who goes out, Arioch, when he goes out to destroy the wise men, Daniel stops him and says, give us time that we might seek the Lord to, to to give the interpretation to the king. And that's what happens. Daniel and his Friends, this is key here, it's chapter 2, uh, 17. Daniel went to his house and informed his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, about the matter, so that they might request compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. What we have in today's text is the answer to the prayer of these godly men. These four men praying together 
resulted in the revelation of a night vision given to Daniel. Daniel Daniel would have not done this if not for the prayer of his friends. And we see in today's text Daniel's worship and witness. Notice this in two main points. Daniel's praise to God. Daniel's praise to God or worship to God. And then secondly, Daniel's witness to the king. Let's look at this first main point, Daniel's praise to God. Now, why does Daniel want to give praise to God? Well, God answered his prayer. God answered his prayer in a magnificent and wonderful way through a night vision, we're told. Notice um, what it says there in chapter 2. The mystery was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Uh, Before we get into uh, this issue of what Daniel prayed, it says here that he blessed the Lord, the God of heaven. He blessed the God of heaven. Now, uh, for you young people, you might wonder, when we bless God, are we adding blessing to God? No. You interpret verse 19 in accordance with what follows in verse 20. Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever. Okay? This is really similar to the Lord's Prayer. We pray, hallowed be thy name. In other words, may your name be holy. May your name be glorified. The uh, Westminster Charter Catechism 101 explains what it means that when we pray, hallowed be thy name, it says that we pray that God would enable us and others to glorify him whereby he maketh himself known and that we would dispose all things to his glory. In other words, Daniel's praying that he would enable him to bless God's name and God would enable others to exalt and bless God and that they would tell others of God being the glorious God of heaven who reveals things and is wise and almighty. Now, this beautiful prayer that we have here uh, that Daniel prays, It's not just a prayer of adoration. It's something that gives us instruction as to who God is. It tells us a little bit of God's attributes. Notice first this teaching in verse 20, that God is wise and omnipotent. He's wise and all-powerful. Verse 20, for wisdom and power belong to him. Verse 21 speaks about God being the sovereign ruler of all creation. It says in verse 21, It is he who changes the times and the epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. Now, some of us have a hard time maybe understanding, well, I don't like who's in rule right now. And if God is the one who removes kings and establishes kings. Why did he establish the kings that we have, or the rulers or the president or those whom we have in rule right now? Why did he do that? Well, part of it is, I would say, it's, it's chastisement uh, for, for sin and a cause for us to repent and pray. But also, I, maybe God has other purposes because sometimes he raises up kings to then bring them down and... Um, 
that may be his purpose there as well. It goes on in this prayer that God is the one who gives revelation. Middle of verse 21 through 22. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. You look at the depths of the ocean, there are depths of the ocean that have not been explored even yet. There are creatures that they still find in the depths of the ocean that they're newly created. I mean, I'm sorry, newly found creatures that have been made by God and have still yet to be discovered because they're so rare and they're so hard to observe in the depths of the ocean that we hardly ever could find them. So they're still being discovered. But God, even in those depths, sees and knows all things that he's created. There's immense depths and space of darkness where man has never explored and man will never explore by the time Christ returns. Man will never have the opportunity to observe and explore all the depths of, of space. But God knows it all intimately. He knows what's in the darkness and light dwells with him. In him is light and there is in him no darkness at all. Daniel praises God for being the covenant-keeping faithful God. Verse 23. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. He praises God as the God of his fathers. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He has not forgotten them. He didn't forget them when they were in Egypt. He didn't forget them here when they are in Babylon. He's still the God of the fathers, as Daniel says. Now, because God then answers Daniel's prayer, Daniel then goes on to give praise to God because he answers not only Daniel's prayer, but the prayers of Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And he says this in verse 23. I give thanks and praise for you have given me wisdom and power. Even now you have made known to me what not only he requested, but what we requested of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. So there is Daniel's praise to God. And what flows out of Daniel's praise is that he has this praise of God in his heart, this thankfulness and worship that overflows to witness. And look at Daniel's witness to the king. Daniel goes to Arioch, the king's commander, before he's granted permission to go before King Nebuchadnezzar. Verses 24 and 25. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, that's the king's commander, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and spoke to him as follows. Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me into the king's presence, and I will declare the interpretation to the king. Then Arioch hurriedly brought Daniel into the king's presence and spoke to him as follows. I have found a man among the exiles of Judah who can make the interpretation known to the king. Don't be surprised that Arioch takes the credit. I found the man. Aren't I great? I'm I'm your guy that found the man who can give you the interpretation. 
Well, Daniel actually found him and told him, I'm, I need to, can I go before the king? But, you know, that's the way things go in politics. You know, you got to take credit where you can take credit according to these people. But uh, here we have Daniel going before the king, and the king is still troubled, as we'll find out next during the next sermon, that this is a very vivid dream that the king is troubled about. And he wants to know the interpretation. So when Daniel walks in to the room, the king doesn't have, you know, a lot of conversation. He goes, he cuts straight to the chase, and he, he asks Daniel right away, verse 26. The king said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Now, before, Daniel just goes in and explains right out what the dream means. Daniel uses this opportunity to witness to the king about who the God of heaven is, of his might, of his power, that he is the all-wise God who reveals mysteries, and he is the all-wise God who can even tell the future in the latter days. So this is Daniel's witness. Daniel first told him that his supposed wise men could not really help. Verse 27. Daniel answered before the king and said, As for the mystery about which the king has inquired, neither wise men, conjurers, magicians, nor diviners are able to declare it to the king. I believe what Daniel said here was the beginning of the king having much less use for these men after this point. They were not nearly as useful or as used by the king after this. But this is also a mercy. Because when things didn't go well and the king didn't have things go the way they want, he wasn't going to just start executing people left and right because they were the wise men who couldn't give the answers because they couldn't give the answers no matter how hard they tried because they didn't have the God of heaven who reveals secrets. But Daniel did. Daniel went on to explain why the king couldn't trust these men and yet instead should rely upon the revelation by the God of heaven alone. Verses 28 through 29. However, you can't trust these guys. However, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the latter or the later days? This was your dream and the vision in your mind while on your bed. As for you, O king, while on your bed, your thoughts turned to what would take place in the future. And he who reveals mysteries has made known to you what will take place. Now, the king is probably getting pretty excited that not only is this a dream, that has meaning, but this is a dream that will tell what will come to pass in the future. I think that's important if you're a ruler of a great nation. But before the king is tempted to want to give the praise to Daniel, that Daniel should be exalted, because Daniel is a prophet filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit's gift of humility, Daniel doesn't want the praise for himself, but he wants the praise for God. Notice what Daniel says next in verse 30. But as for me, 
this mystery has not been revealed to me for any wisdom residing in me more than any other living man, but for the purpose of making the interpretation known to the king, that you may understand the thoughts of your mind. Daniel says this because he wants God to get the praise, not him. Daniel's kind of saying, you know, I'm an instrument for God. I'm just the instrument. He's the one you should give praise to. And notice that he says here, there's this importance that the king would understand the thoughts of his mind. I think this is not just important for Nebuchadnezzar. This is important as well for all of the covenant people. Because this, this interpretation of the dream is not just recorded for the Babylonians. It was recorded for the Jews as well. It is recorded for us as God's revelation through the Holy Spirit. So this is a revelation not only for the people of that time, but it's for us as well and to give us faith that we can trust in this God, the God who reveals dreams. Remember, Daniel, when he, he didn't know what to do, he asked for both him and his friends to seek the face of God, that God would have compassion on them, and that he would reveal unto them the answer concerning these dreams. And God heard the prayers of these four saints, and then he gave the answer to Daniel in a night vision. And Daniel's heart then was compelled to give God the praise and adoration that he revealed this to him. I do believe that Daniel, from this position of having a heart filled with praise and adoration to God, was compelled to then witness to the king couldn't help but witness of God's majesty to the king. Pray to God for opportunities, for open doors. But maybe what we need to do is to have prayer and adoration to God before we go out and have opportunity to talk to others. If we're seeking God privately on our own, maybe God will give from us after that heart of worship a desire to witness as Daniel did. Be ready in season and out of season to speak a word of truth to others. God gave Daniel a desire to praise him because Daniel was given revelation. Daniel was given great revelation from God. Therefore, it compelled him to witness and praise we have been given a greater revelation through Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 1, 1, it says, Long ago God spoke to the fathers through the prophets in many, many diverse ways. But now in a fuller, more complete way, God has spoken to us through his Son, Jesus Christ. God revealed to Daniel through a night vision something so magnificent that Daniel was then willing to tell and witness to the king of the wonders of God's revealing glory. But we've been given revelation 
through Jesus Christ, the Holy Messiah, in a physical person. A testimony of what Jesus has done, that Jesus died on the cross for sinners such as us, that he rose from the dead for sinners such as us, that he ascended to heaven and makes intercession for everyone who seeks his face in prayer. That's greater cause even for praise, and that's even greater cause for witness. Let's ask God for that opportunity. Let's pray. We thank you, our blessed Lord, that you have given unto Daniel this revelation in a night vision. And we pray, our glorious Lord, that you would give us a heart of praise and adoration and also a heart for witness for what you have revealed to us in something and someone far greater, even through Jesus Christ our Lord. Whereas Daniel had the vision, we've had the reality of the wonderful glory in Jesus, a person. The living, eternal Son of God made flesh for us and for our sins. Help us to give you the praise and adoration. And help us, we pray, to be faithful witnesses. For we ask all these things in the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. For our closing hymn, let's turn to 394, Eternal Spirit, God of Truth. We'll stand and sing 394.